JD Talking Sports, Sunday, February 26th, 2017. Bill Paxton, rest in peace. I still lived, loved him, loved him in Weird Science. 61, complications from surgery. That sucks. Oscars tonight? Did I watch a lot of the movies? No, I did not. I am watching Bad Santa 2 as we speak. There's some funny parts. I freaking love the original. All right, that's enough of that. Okay, Knicks. One last night, 110-109 over the Sixers. They're still four and a half games out of a playoff berth with 23 left to play. They also played Thursday night. They lost to the Cavaliers, but the first game back after the also break. But I kind of expect that to happen. LeBron, triple-double, 18 13 rebounds, 15 assists. They lost not 119-103. It was never really close. I thought this was funny, though. Barkley said Spike Lee told him in New Orleans he wouldn't mind getting tossed out of MSG like Oakley because don't nobody want to see that shit. And then he apologized after swearing on air. Shaq said he'd pay the fine to the FCC. I thought that was kind of funny. And Porzingis left early, right ankle in a walking boot, Second quarter, hurt his ankle. It swelled up. He had eight points. 0 for 4 from 3. He's going to be out a little while. He also put a pic on Twitter of a guy riding a bike up a hill to a finish line and then deleted it. I love these guys put stuff up on Twitter and then don't have the balls to keep it on Twitter. I mean, if you're going to put something up, just keep it up. Or don't put anything up at all. But to put it up, then delete it. You know what? That means he should have never put it up in the first place. Don't you think? Kind of stupid, right? And, you know, I want the Knicks to keep losing, man. You know, I know, and last night Carmelo had 37-17 in the first quarter. They played the triangle. That's what they're going to use more often now. Even though D-Rose, what is what is D-Rose calls it? He calls it something fun. Oh, random basketball. Yeah, i randomly like you to leave New York. That would make me quite happy, D-Rose. You know, I, I just, they had a, almost blew a 17-point lead. Carmelo hit a jumper with three-tenths of a second left to clinch the win. But, you know, and Kurt Rambis, the defensive coordinator for the Knicks, he's playing a role in teaching the triangle. Courtney Lee says, hey, it helps organize things for the Knicks when a set play isn't working. Now they're going to play a, a Raptors team that has 12 more wins than the Sixers. Plus, they've got Serge Ibaka. They're going to play better ball. They beat the Celtics after the All-Star break. Carmelo was happy he wasn't traded. You know, I mean, hey, good for, you know, great. The Knicks didn't make anything. They they didn't trade for Rubio. They were going to do straight up. Then they wanted the 6'10 Serbian forward, Nemanja Bielica, who a lot of people haven't heard of. But maybe, you know, Phil Jackson thought maybe he'd get another Porzingis out of it. Now, uh, Thibodeau was worried Rose wouldn't help with the game of the youngsters like Andrew Wiggins. Really? No shit. That's definitely going to happen. And also they were worried that Derek wouldn't sign for a moderate contract this summer, you know, because he probably wants a lot more money. They want a rental. Also, the Wolves are only three games out of the A seed. I think that's a huge move in the right direction for the Timberwolves. Derek Rose is not going to make your team better. I don't think he's a good asset to help the younger players out. He was great, got injured, and there's just some, I don't, hey, someone's going to pay him a lot of money. There's a lot of teams out there that are going to pay a lot of money to him, but I don't want the Knicks to pay him, and I don't want, I would love Rubio, but 
you know, this is the thing. They make the lottery. There's a there's some very good a plethora of point guards out there. You got Lonzo Ball from UCLA, Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox from Kentucky, NC State is the freshman Dennis Smith, Washington, Markel Futz. I, I think that's all good. And also, if they renounce the rights to Derrick Rose in the offseason, a lot of cap space. But but the thing is, who wants to come here? Who wants to come play for the Knicks? I don't know. I don't know who's going to want to come here. I guess we'll see, right? And Carmelo, he, he, has, he has no idea what Phil's uh, vision is for the Knicks. That makes two of us. <laughs> Expected something to happen. Back to drawing board. He said nobody likes to be in limbo. He said Jackson is going to have to repair the wounds with him. They owe him $54 million over the next two years, Carmelo. Psh. Good thing Porzingis no ligament damage. D-Rose's agent says he wants to be in New York. No hard feelings about trade rumors set to become a free. Come on. Are you kidding me? Well, last night they had five players in double figures. Anon Gomez had 11 points, nine rebounds. D-Rose, 18 Lance Thomas at 11, and Justin Holiday at 14 off the bench. I guess we'll see, right? I guess we'll see. I want them to keep losing. I really do. And Ben Simmons, the number one pick, is out for the season now after a CT scan showed that he is not fully healing on the fractured right foot. No games this year. That's what my dad said. He said, oh, wait, so no, no games this year and a guaranteed contract. Yeah, that's what it is. No games. Amazing. They're going to be good next year. I mean, Joel Embiid is playing well. He didn't play yesterday against the Knicks, but they have a young nucleus. They have draft picks coming. I think they'll be fine. And Paul Pierce, you know, his farewell tour, Draymond Green ripped him, and then Pierce said 73 wins, and you thought you was going to win a title. I thought that was already done already. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. And the Clippers, Steve Ballmer and Stan Kroenke, Kroenke, the Rams owner, multiple discussions about the Clips moving to Inglewood in the same complex as the Rams and San Diego. They want their own arena because they're really, they're just a renter at Staples Center. And it's kind of, you know, it's like the Knicks. It's like the Giants and the Jets with that stupid color switching. I still call it Giants Stadium. I know it's called MetLife, but it it just, you know, the two teams share the stadium. I know it saves money, but, you know, it's, it's just weird, man. It just doesn't feel like you have a home base. You're just playing at this... It's like you're both switching. Just, I, I'm not a big fan of it. Hey, and the Cavs will finally get that playmaker. They what? Deron Williams is going to sign supposedly tomorrow for the Vets minimum with the Cavaliers. He cleared waivers. We shall see. And Westbrook on Friday, 28th triple-double in a 110-93 win over the Lakers. 17 points, 18 rebounds, 17 assists. He is now 13 behind the Big O's record of 41. Keep on trucking. That's what I say. And the Nets, hey, 0-2 since the All-Star break. They lost Friday night to Denver, 129-109. And then last night, they only lost 112-195 to Golden State. Back-to-backs. They are now 9-49. and Golden State improved to 49-9. Last, and, and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson had 16 points. Last night and the night before, I'm trying to find his stats right here, but he had his first ever as a net. He had back-to-back 
15-point games in his career. I was like, wow, really? Karis LeVert had 10 points, got the start on Friday, then was sick on Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry, Hollis Jefferson on Friday night, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Last night he had 16, 10 rebounds. But Lopez was held, he had 17 on Friday. Last night, I think he had like 7. Yeah, he had, he, he had an ugly night last night. Very ugly night. Not good. Not good for the Nets. Not playing. Yeah, yeah. That that was. That's the thing. They had. Yeah, Lopez nine points, three for thirteen. Hollis Jefferson at sixteen. They they had uh, Trevor Booker again double double twelve points ten rebounds. Jeremy Lin, fifteen minutes both nights. He had nine points. And two assists last night. And against Denver on Friday night, he had 15 minutes, seven points, two rebounds, five assists. So he's, you know, they're working him into the rotation. I saw Whitehead last night against McAdoo had a nice dunk. Nice play. And KJ McDaniels last night got some playing time, two minutes, no points. And Sean Kilpatrick last night had 15. And Katie didn't play last night. He had a hand injury, hand swelled up, and they didn't play him. Well, he had Curry at 27, Thompson who had 24, Draymond Green, only five points. Really, you know what? It, you know what it was? It, it's funny. The Nets bench, 51 points off the bench, man. That's a lot of bench scoring. 39, 51-39 bench scoring. But they're not going to be Golden State. Nine and forty-nine. Wow. Nine and forty-nine, and they're on an eight-game road trip because Ringling Brothers is in town for the Nets. You got to love Ringling Brothers, right? Who doesn't love it? And then, hey, yes, they Duke lost second in a row. They lost on a buzzer beater three-pointer against Syracuse on the road earlier this weekend. Yesterday they lost to Miami fifty-five fifty, and UNC clinches. The number one seed in the ACC tournament, they beat Pitt yesterday, 85-67. Justin, Justin Jackson had 23 points. ACC regular season champ for UNC, 25-5, and 13-3 in the ACC. Pitt fell to 15-14, 14-12 in the ACC. But this is awesome. Kelsey Plum, all-time leading scorer now in women's basketball. She scored 57 yesterday for number 11 Washington. They beat Utah. 84-77, 57, improved to 27-4, and 15-3 in the conference. 57, she passed Jackie Stiles. She now has 3,397 points. And how about this? The Baylor head coach for the women, Kim Mulkey, she rips, rips those that are worried about the school safety amid the sexual assault scandal. She said, if someone around you ever say, you know, I will never send my daughter to Baylor, you knock them right in the face. <laughs> That's what she said. She got her 500th career win yesterday, seventh straight Big 12 regular season title, 86-48 over Texas Tech, 27-2, 16-1 in the Big 12. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, right? And and you know what? what she, that, she's been there forever. She's been there. She just won her 500th career win. She is Baylor pride through and through. And hey, if she goes there, she's a daughter who goes there. She feels, you know. She's got to represent the school. UConn women, 103rd in a row. 103 in a row. They beat Memphis 
28 and 0, 15 and 0 in the AAC. Katie Lou Samuelson had 29. Memphis fell to 13 and 15, 69. I mean, that 103 in a row, man. Crazy, right? Nova, four straight Big East title. They beat Creighton on Saturday. Four straight. Hey, you know what? Going to the tournament, anything's possible. And I thought this was just interesting. Oregon beat Stanford 75-73 at Stanford. 26-4, and four, the number six Ducks. That is their best winning percentage ever in program history. Their 867 winning percentage. They improved to 26-4, and 15-2 in the Pac-12. Stanford fell to 14-14, 6-10 in the Pac-12. Gonzaga, there are no more unbeaten teams. That's it. 29-1. They're 17-1. They lost at BYU. 79-71. Eric Mika, 29 points, 11 rebounds for the Cougars of BYU, who improved to 21-10 and 12-6. And, and, and Gonzaga missed 13-29 free throws, 16 turnovers, and they still led most of the game. But hey, what are you going to do? And I want to thank Alan Pinto from Danbury, Connecticut. Now, he was, I, I talked earlier this week about the ACC domination and how they're a great conference and they could have Break the record of Big East, 11 teams making the tournament. Well, he brought an interesting stat up. They are, in the 18 games versus the current top 25 opponents, they are 7-11 and 11 outside the conference. Seven wins, 11 losses. Their biggest win of those was Louisville beat number 11 Kentucky. And their other wins are against the number 13, 14, 16, 24, and 25 teams. He's thinking, this is now this is just a man, but I thought that was an interesting stat. He feels that, he doesn't think they're going to do well in the tournament. I disagree. I think UNC is going to do all right, but we shall see. Time will tell. Now, FDU, my, my alma mater, I did not go to the TNEC campus, but I still consider the Knights part of my alma mater. They were 8-1 and one in the NC, NEC, Northeastern Conference. They are now 9-9. Nine and nine. They lost 77-76 to Robert Morris on Thursday. Actually, Darian Anderson led FDU with 17 Isaiah still had 15 for Robert Morris, but they had a shot at the buzzer. Darian Anderson, inbound pass to Malik Miller for a layup, was ruled after the buzzer. They would have won the game. And then they they only got seven points from the bench on Thursday. Then yesterday, they lost at home to St. I'm sorry, they lost at St. Francis PA at, at 70-64. St. Francis clinched a top four seed and will host its first NEC quarterfinal game since 1991. FDU, man. FDU. How about that? They are now 9-9, and 11-18 overall. They were 8-1 and in the conference. They're 9-9. and They've lost five in a row. They will now play at Wagner Wednesday, March 3rd, 7 p.m. in a quarterfinal NEC quarterfinal game. Wagner is 15 and 13, 11 and 7 in the conference. That is going to be, I'll tell you, how the mighty have fallen. You know? Wow. 8 to 1 to 9 to 9. Yeah, they got to turn things around. The Knights have to turn things around. And, and yeah, we're, we're almost at March Madness. I mean, you know, March Madness has started. Wow. Wednesday's March 1st already. How the month has flown, right? Crazy. I remember when they were doing well. Not anymore. Poof, that's over with. Now, the Mets. R.A. Dickey trade brought them, you know, they got Thor, they got Syndergaard. And they also got a 22-year-old outfielder who they're high on it, Wilmer Bacetta, right-handed hitter. He had a home run with 34 RBI, 65 games at A, you know, single A, St. Lucie. 
He was a midseason all-star in the Florida State League, but then he had surgery in July. He repaired. He had a torn capsule in his right shoulder. He actually, 2012 with the Blue Jays and the Miners, he only played 11 games because he was hit in the face and sustained a broken jaw. They said he's a strong arm in right field, not much speed, 6'3", 225, never hit more than nine home runs in a season. He needs more power to stay in right field. But the Mets want to see how he can do over a full season because he's been hurt a lot. Now, his dad played in the Twins organization for three years, and his, he has a cousin who's playing in rookie ball this year. So there is some good genes in the family. And, you know, we're all talking about the Mets pitchers for this season. Well, they're prohibiting throwing in the fielding drills in the first week of spring training. There's an extra day between bullpen sessions. Now, there are 35 Grapefruit League games this year for them. None of the four starters, Mats, Thor, Harvey, or DeGrom, will pitch until the second week of spring training. Thor will get the first game for the starters on March 3rd. Then it will be DeGrom, Harvey, then Mats. And Thor was the only one of the four who didn't have surgery last year. And Travis Wheeler, who sat out last year, they tried to bring him back from Tommy John, did not play. He is not going to get his first start until March 9th. And they also found that injuries occurred in the early part of spring training. Of course they do. And they want to build them up from 30 pitches the first start and then get them up to 90 pitches by the end of spring training. And you mean you had DeGrom who had ulnar nerve surgery in September. They'll go five deep most of the season in the Mets and six at times to prevent wear and tear. I think that's a good idea. Seth Lugo got the start Friday because he is actually going to pitch for Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic that starts in less than two weeks and he has to get up to snuff for that. I don't like that happening so early before I mean it does give him experience but it's a lot of it's a lot of extra innings before the season starts but hey they're having it what are you going to do and this isn't good for Duda Lucas Duda pair of cortisone shot shots on his on Friday on his hips he's had stiffness there and he missed four months last year with a stress fracture in his back that is not good and Kevin Ploiecki he got crushed in a home plate collision with the Nats Rafael Bautista yesterday plowed into his left shoulder contusion of the knee they think he's going to be okay but that's kind of scary right you know, it's still early in the year. And then we have the Yankees. CC wants to pitch as long as he physically can. Of course he does. He's made a lot of money, but hey, you know what? I'm not done yet. He goes, I can play a couple more years after this. And Girardi also wants the Yankees to help young phenom Gary Sanchez manage expectations entering his first full season. Yeah, you don't think the hype's going to be big for him? No, not at all. And Rob Manfred, hey, he's still looking looking for ways to get the speed up everything. He wants the pitch clock implemented because it said it's been great in the minors. I, anything, to, these guys, they come out. I mean, I remember Jeter with the, you know, with his batting gloves and all. I mean, it takes forever. These games take forever. Today, Daytona 500 starts at 2 o'clock on Fox. Danica Patrick, make or break year. She's 35. No top 10s last year. Only 6 and 154 career starts. Last year in 40 car fields, average start was the year was 25. Average finish was 22nd. She was a former IndyCar Series Rookie of the Year. 2008, she won the Indy, Indy Japan, IndyCar Japan Race 300. And if she can win a NASCAR race, she'll join a short list of drivers who've won on the IndyCar and the NASCAR race. I love, I love watching. I, I, Daytona 500 always. It's, it's, just, it's just cool. I've never been to a race. I was in grad school for three years down the year. I should have went to a race. I never did. Sometimes we make mistakes. You know, you live and, you live and learn. You live and learn. Now, Leicester City fell into regulation zone. When Crystal Palace beat visiting 
Middlebrook won nothing yesterday. How about that? Leicester City from Premier League champs fire Ranieri, and bam, they're they're they could be relegated, which would be terrible. That hasn't happened a long time. I'm almost positive it's been third night since 1938 that a Premier League champ has been relegated the next season. Now, Fox had on a bunch of fights last night. Deontay Wilder, he won a 37th KO. He beat the former USC football player, Gerald Washington, with a fifth-round KO. Nothing was really happening. It was kind of a boring fight, to be honest with you. But after the fight was interesting stuff. Dominic Brazil, he won his fight earlier earlier in the night, they got into an altercation that went out onto the street. It was a Wilder's younger brother, Marcelos Wilder, got into an argument with Brazil inside the lobby of a luxurious hotel in, in, I guess it was in Birmingham. Then Wilder heard about it, went straight after Brazil, and then it went out on the street. Police were involved. Hey, you know what? He said, first off, uh, Brazil said, first of all, I want to take the time to thank God that both me and my opponent came out of the fight unharmed and safe last night. He said, Deontay Wilder and a mob of about 20 people unprovokedly, unprovokedly attacked my team and my family in the lobby last night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he beat, he fought a guy, and I'm going to, Izu Ugono, which was back and forth. And actually, uh, Brazil got knocked down and then got back up. I, I mean, I thought I thought he was going to lose the fight, Brazil. And then he came back and he won. I'll tell you, Ugono was built like a freaking linebacker. He was a big guy. And it was a good fight. I'm not impressed. I was impressed with Wilder. I thought he was uh, sleepwalking through the fight at the beginning. And then it got a little better as it went on. But it, not a great fight. And, you know, they won't, he, he wants... You, you have Klitschko fighting... Klitschko's going to be fighting soon against Anthony Joshua. That's the next big fight. They're going to have 90000 for that fight. That's who Wilder wants. That He wants the big fight. We shall see. And a little NHL. Rangers improved to 9-1-1 in February. They won 4-3 in overtime over the Devils last night. And Mika Zabanazond had the game winner 116 into overtime. They beat the Devils 4-3. They improved to 40, 19, and 2 ties. Devils 25, 25, and 11. 82 points for the Rangers, 61 for the Devils. Big difference. And Isles, after winning three straight, lost 7-0 to Columbus Blue Jackets yesterday. Yes, that's a blowout, folks. Hey, and the Giants, they re-signed their long snapper, Zach Diasse, to a two-year deal. The 32-year-old is the second longest tenured player behind Eli. He's played all 10 years for the Giants, was set to become an unrestricted free agent, two Pro Bowls, he's won two Super Bowl titles, last year played all 16 games, eight special team tackles, good sign-up, good. And the Jets, hey, are going to get a compensatory 107th pick in the third round, 107th overall, but they released 33-year-old Nick Mangold, who missed eight games last year with ankle problems, first-round pick in 2006 from... Ohio State, the Ohio State, two-time Pro, no, I'm sorry, seven-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, longest tenured player on the team. Listen to this. The Jets have had two 
starter starting center in the in the regular season since 1998. Kevin Wai, who was a Hall of Fame finalist this year, and Mangold, who thanked the team and the fans after being let go, also going to clear $9.1 million in cap space. That's, you know... And now the likely replacement, they said, is Wesley Johnson, restricted free agent. I know he's older, 33. He's been he's been hurt. He's not the same player he was. That's the game of football, man. He says he wants to keep playing too, Mangold, and somebody will take him. I take him. Plays hard. Sister was a professional uh, Olympian. She was trying to make it in the in weightlifting. I remember I saw a piece on her too. I thought this uh, Mel Kuyper. This was interesting. Never been to the combine. He says he prefers to watch at home, and also he can't get into the event because it's only for select NFL people. Now, he said, you know, he said he likes watching at home, like like Harris said about this. My friend Harris went to the Super Bowl for the Giants, the last Giants Pats, and he said missed a lot of the action. Kuyper's been in the business '78, has been on ESPN since '83. And he says the good thing about the combine is the for underclassmen, it's the first time you get to see and get accurate measurables on them. And he says, I don't really care what a player does in shorts and t-shirts. It's about what they do with the pads on. I totally agree with that. Now, he's, this is what he talked about. Brady had a 24-inch vertical, 5.2440. I remember that. And he, he, had a, he was a skinny, lanky guy. Slowest time and worst vertical in Kuiper's 35 years in the biz. And, you know, he turned out all right. And he says, so measurables for a lot of positions are overrated, especially quarterback. He said, Tom Brady proved you don't need to care if players, you know, outside the range. I totally agree. But measurables are important, he says, Kuiper says, with the cornerback, wide receiver, linebackers, offensive line, he doesn't care as much. Now, Emmett Smith ran a 4.640. You know, he says, for running back, you want more quickness than speed. And tight ends, too, also measurables are important. And a speed edge rusher, you know, which, you know, is now an important part of the game. Also... Defensive back position, also speed is important. Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting stuff when uh, Kuiper. I mean, you know, he, he also feels Jabril Pepper, the Michigan, is he a safeter? Is, is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? Important how he tests at the combine. And Clemson wide receiver Mike Williams, he see, says if he if he's a fast 40, he can vault in the top 10. The Clemson, he, he had a, he had a, he, he's, a, he's a big guy, can catch the ball. Said people remind him, they said he reminds him of Megatron. And he feels that this draft, the tight end depth is spectacular. Best depth in that position in a while. And when ESPN first started, Kuiper said they only went to the middle of the second round. Now it's the whole draft. And of the 16 teams awarded compensatory 2017 draft picks, Dolphins got the highest. They got the 97th overall. Broncos, Bengals, and Casey got four each. That should help them. And Gronk said he's going to play 2017 after third back surgery. He goes, I want to play as long as I can. Good for you, Gronk. And Brady has played 141 of the last 145 games. They're talking about trading Garoppolo. They're saying maybe Cleveland will get the first pick for them. We shall see. Time will play out. We have free agency starts a week from Thursday. We shall see how that works out. So only four games Brady's missed is because of Deflategate. Now, I wasn't going to talk about this because I feel like it's like, you know, who cares anymore? But it, I found it interesting that it made the papers. Arizona incoming freshman McKing Johnson, a defensive and a thir- uh, he's a three-star recruit, first openly gay scholarship player on a major college football team. He was part of re- Arizona's recruiting class that's ranked number 36 for the class of 2017. I was like, oh, okay. I wish him the best of luck. 
you had Sam who came out from Missouri at the NFL draft. And then I don't know what happened. He just, he, he went to play Canadian football league and he's out of football. Mr. Johnson, I'll be rooting for you. I think when we get to a time when it doesn't matter if a kid's openly gay or not, just so that he plays and loves playing, it's there for his teammates. It doesn't matter who you like or who you, it shouldn't matter. Just matter about talent. That's all, that's all matters to me. And uh, Baker Mayfield did not start off the offseason. Well, it's not getting off to a good start for him. He was, Arkansas, he was, he was found, uh, he was arrested for disorderly conduct. And he was booked at 821 in the morning. Tried to outrun the cops. <laughs> One guy wrote a tweet, first guy in jail, great work ethic. You know, that he wants to get in jail first. But not good. Not good for the Sooners. And he came back to play this year. I guess we'll see what happens, right? All right. Trivia question from last show. Who was the last running back? We are in. I'm sorry. Okay. Last two, because who's the only player to record a triple-double with fewer than 10 points in NBA history? Who is the only player to record a triple-double with fewer than 10 points in NBA history? Draymond Green, February 10th at Memphis, had 4 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 steals, and 5 blocks. How about that? That's a... He fell out of the box score. They won 122-107 at Memphis. And today's trivia question. Who is the last running back to lead the NFL in rushing yards in back-to-back seasons? Who is the last running back to lead the NFL in rushing yards in back-to-back seasons. All right, I don't have Oscar picks tonight. I didn't see a lot of the movies, but I'm rooting for... I don't really care. New Walking Dead tonight. I'm watching Bad Santa 2. I'll finish that up. Knicks, Nets, let's hope they have... They don't play today, so no games. I'm waiting for conference tournaments. I'm getting excited. FDU, I need you to win at Wagner. All right, folks, have a great night. Talk to you soon. Peace out. And excited to watch the Daytona 500.